Welcome, welcome back to Spark That Talk. It's your boy Jones. And your boy Denny, a.k.a. J. Lada, baby. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back. It's episode 10. We feeling saucy tonight, man. Finally made it to the double digits. Yes, sir. I didn't think we was going to make it this far, man. Uh, see, you have no faith. I have mad faith, baby boy. <laughs> oh, ye with little faith, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> you said we wasn't going to make it. <laughs> episode 10. I'm just saying 10 is a big accomplishment, y'all 10 man. episodes in already. 10 in. Really, that's deep. For who? If you, I know you probably like, damn, who's that new voice on the mic? Yeah, yeah, man. I want to I wanna, uh, introduce our first guest to spark that talk. Yes, sir. It's your boy, Randy Savvy. You hear introduce me. I'm yourself, in this baby. place, Say man. Something. I'm here. I'm always here, man. Yes, sir. Um, Randy, you know, my friends call me Sav. I'm representing the Compton Cowboys. I'm happy to be here with my family. Yeah, yeah. Mark that talk. Uh, That's right. On the podcast officially, man. You know, we just started our uh, our little partnership out. Y'all yes. came out for the creek oh, and really man. got it going on, which, by the way, man, so Big much business. love on that, man. Um, I'm, we appreciate you having us for that, too, man. It felt good real. coming out there and actually doing something for the people, man, doing something that wasn't just for us. It actually was going to help the community. And kind of go into details a little bit about why the, the creek in that area is so important to y'all, bro, to the Compton Cowboys. Absolutely. So, you know, um, our neighborhood is called the Wrestling Farm. It's a farm like a rural rural style neighborhood in right. the city of Compton. Mm -hmm. As part of that, the layout and the landscape for the neighborhood is very like country style, out, outdoor style, rural style. So mm -hmm. we have a trail in our neighborhood that happens to be the Los Angeles River that runs 53 miles from way out in the valley all the way down to Long Beach. Wow. On the side of the one side of the trail, there's a pedestrian side, you know, where there's a walking bike path. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of the trail, there's equestrian, mm. which is a dirt path. And anywhere along the river, there's any kind of mixed use of both of those. So some sides might have both on right. one side and some side might be having that separated. Mm. But long story short, the creek, the part of the stretch that runs through Compton, that's our pride and joy. That's our baby. You feel me? Right. Cause that's, that's basically we, your backyard where y'all can go ride anytime, get out there and do your thing. Precisely, we get to actually ride. That's our only little quote-unquote trail ride that right. we could have in the city other than the city streets and the blocks. Mm. It's the only part where we can go we can really experience like we're on a trail along the river. So it's real nice. So we take a lot of pride in it. And yeah, yeah. Um, the city for the last few years, man, you know, as I started getting involved on the um, city of Compton side of things, like getting involved at the city level, local government level, since I've mm -hmm. been getting a little more active in my last couple of years, I've been becoming more of an activist. For sure. So I've been kind of getting more involved at the city level and just, just to see what's going on and offer my contributions and my support. And I was noticing a lot of lack of like management of a, or mismanagement of things, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or lack of attention to, de uh, to detail on certain things. And, and it's not like malicious, like, oh, it's like, fuck the farms. You know right. what I'm saying? But it's like, okay, nobody... You know, if nobody's going down there that's from the farm saying, hey, what about the farms? Then but I don't could, give a shit about the But you could kind of tell something that you take pride and joy in. It seems like other people around you not doing the same. And that, that starts with the city. That starts with the officials. That starts with the people who can actually send them teams out there and clean up the streets. Yeah, you precisely. Know what I mean? Absolutely. So our district member, Tana McCoy, she was so happy to see that some cowboys from the city in right. her district was mm -hmm. getting happy about some projects in the district and she just so happened to be on a couple of like organizational um organization boards i think she's part of a, some mosquito board or something like that that okay. is involved in the river the whole la river project so she started kind of getting involved in it on her own on some like 
I like this project. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, make sure I, this is one of the projects that runs through my district. And mm -hmm. I like the project. And it's something that the people will care about in my district. So I'm going to, you know, get involved in it. So the timing was kind of perfect. She was so happy to see us starting to get involved on it. And so once mm -hmm. we start getting involved, she put her support behind it as well on the city level. And was like, when we go do these, uh, these, these LA River Creek cleanups, we're going to make sure we do the equestrian side as well. Because we went over there. They, they do those cleanups quarterly. Right, the so last... the one that we all linked up and did not too long ago, was that the first one you guys done, or <coughs> you guys did some more before that? That was the first one we did okay. that we were hands-on involved in. They Correct. did one the previous quarter, which we were about to be involved in, mm -hmm. but we noticed that there was no support on the horse side of the trail. I see, it was kind so, of focused on it since. Yeah, so we yeah. didn't stay. So we, we, went, we went over there. We walked, We actually walked, because it was in the, that that. Uh, portion of the cleanup what happened was taking place in the farms the last yeah. quarter one not this quarter oh, I see. this quarter was between Compton and uh, Alondra and Compton Boulevard yeah so it changes every every year there's four strips of it like mm -hmm. in four tiny little sections of it that run that through, Compton, run through like Compton. a mile long barely so each yeah. one is like a little quarter mile stretch or something so pretty and much four it. sections how we went through so there's obviously what two or three more to get done yeah at this point yeah okay exactly so last quarter they did the farms which is where they start between greenleaf and alondra yeah then they go alondra to compton then they go compton to rosecrans and they go rosecrans to el segundo are they going to okay. recycle it back yearly yeah i think that might because how we discussed on partnering up on this initiative i think that would be the goal to even if they're not planning something to go out there we can obviously collaborate and just get out there ourselves and bring people together to get out there and just get it done by the people instead of waiting on the officials. Because I think sometimes that's what we all do as people. We wait on someone else to get the work done. Exactly. But since you guys are so invested in the community and with these horses, why would you not get out there as much as you can to keep it the way you would like it? You Precisely. Know I mean? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I just was thinking last after the cleanup, that had me thinking, like, okay, they only do quarterly. Right. And our little section is so small in the farms. Once a month, I should just get the homies, right. some trash bags, and True. go out there and at least keep our little section the, clean. The horse you know path section. At yeah. least keep our neighborhood clean. And you, you got to start somewhere, baby steps, you know what I'm saying? So start, oh, for sure. start showing the young kids in the community, like, hey, you got to take care of your own shit. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? You don't got to wait for nobody to come clean up your spot. If you like it, you use it. Clean, keep it clean. And, and it's going to teach situation. them a little more initiative. Precisely. You know? Because yeah. we, you know, you could drive from city to city and see how clean one city is. You come back to your own, you be like, damn, what happened? You know, I don't know if it's our our fault as the, the people of the community or do we blame it on the officials because you have city workers. Right. They're supposed to be cleaning the streets. Right. So either they're, either they're employed to not do the job, you see what I mean? Or we just lacking on putting our foot forward and doing better for the community. You know what? I think it tends to be a combination of both. Yep. Mm. You at the city level, they're they're mismanaging that whole operation. Right. There is an operation somewhere in there for the city to keep the city clean. Sure. There's for total sure. mismanagement of it, which usually comes from either lack of funding from mm -hmm. above or internally or whatever, or just poor management. People, whoever right. running it, they mismanaging it. And then on the other side of the coin, the residents in the community not caring. So you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like if you get up, you get up, hop in your car, go to work, go over and come home. Most people ain't really thinking like You know like, why? If you think about it, only the richly farms will understand what that path is about. Right. The other residents of Compton, there's people probably in Compton that don't even know about the farms. Right. Or exactly. people in the surrounding areas don't even know that you could go to the city of Compton where people are 
quote unquote so scared to go to but don't really realize how much the city has grown over the years right from not only the gateway uh shopping center there to everything it's not it's not a bad place to be and for you guys to be right there and have this farm lifestyle that's why you guys are more in tune with this project alone so kudos to y'all for that bro and just keep you know keep up the good work yeah man that's exciting that you know what that, that kind of stuff get, gets me so excited man like one thing about when you from compton like you have a lot of pride in being from compton like sure. beyond that's why you see it compton one of the only cities you be in and you see people all day every day wearing stuff that say compton on it like right people work you, you stop at the corner you're gonna see somebody with a compton hat for sure or a compton shirt like it's so much pride in being from compton so for me it's like to be able to be in my community taking pride in my community in my city wearing the name on our chest and getting out there for cleaning sure. it up is so exciting for me just to be on like man, I care about Compton my nigga I mean, number one and then know. being able to teach the kids right I don't mm-hmm. know if you just recently saw Michelle Obama rocking mm-hmm. the Compton College sweater I posted that you whole thing I, mean? I posted a whole clip a video mm-hmm. clip on our story cause yeah. uh, the, uh, I, uh, Asia Brown shout out to Mayor Brown she really she rocking, with the, she rocking with the gang for real matter of fact I gotta get her some it's stuff it's good to see a woman in position too you know yeah that's dope change it's, it up uh, the whole situation with her is just you know she had a lot of people in the city give her some flack about other things you know our pothole issues and all these right. other things but the, people gotta well, the understand potholes is the issue from Compton and Long got, Beach and beyond but baby, people gotta understand <laughs> it's, it's all about shared responsibility Exactly. You know what I'm saying? One party can't ever be to blame for nothing because it's always Thanks. a group effort to get something done or not. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, shout out to the mayor. Um, she been supporting us, and um, yeah, she uh, the, she was at. I guess she was there, or she had. She posted on her page the whole little monologue, little speech Michelle gave while she yes. was wearing her hoodie. She was like talking about how good Compton College was, how 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 it came back, and how it was not pretty to dope to it hear dope. that story of how Michelle was saying. Because we all know Compton College went in a slump for a while. Yes, it was bad. Yes, They had to change the name and everything. Absolutely. To El Camino College. But to see that it's actually coming full force again, it's pretty dope to see. Because it's funny, I was coming down Artesia the other day, and an incident had occurred right there with a a young girl walking across the street that almost got ran over by this lady. Mm. Now, I had stopped my car because what I'd witnessed was something that was out of bounds from the jump. Right. This lady stopped screaming at the little girl like, I'm going to call the police. I'm going to call the police. And I'm like, how are you going to call the cops? But she was about to run the girl over. Right. How this ties in with Compton College, once the lady had turned, she tried to turn back around and hit the girl again. So I pulled over, stopped, got out of my car because I'm like, this is a crazy looking situation because by now, the girl had dropped her backpack was squaring up with the lady in the car, ready to get active. And I told the little girl, don't even do that. Because I'm telling you right now, if the police show up, they gonna, it's, the way this looks, it's going to look like it's on you and not this woman. Right. That's why I stopped to be a witness, because sometimes we see shit like this happen too much, and there's no one there to uh, back these young black kids up. Right. So after the lady skirted off when I got out the car to assist, the girl started crying to me, bro. She was like... Bro, I'm, I'm so glad you stopped because all I'm trying to do is better myself and go to college. Right. She was wow, walk, She was deep. walking to school right that's there, deep. bro. Wow. She says, see, it's people in the community still trying to knock us down, and all I'm trying to do is better my life. Right. And for that 
college to start be on the rise again is giving kids opportunities once again in the community to try to do better for themselves so it's good to hear that the school is trying to rise back up because it's instances like that this girl either she could have got lost in the straight doing some other shit in the city but she what she decided to do wake up early that morning and walk her ass to school right which because now it's, it's accessible it's better and now yeah, people want to thrive and all that and the school yeah. is it's thriving and and I was man, I was stoked, and I was I was pleasantly surprised to see Michelle Obama with a Compton College, uh, Michelle Obama with a Compton College uh, right. hoodie on, and not only is she wearing it, but she talking about the exactly. city and it the was school, dope. and she like don't count out folks from Compton, don't and you know me, I'm like nigga, what? <laughs> I'm like, I, mean, I, I screen recorded the whole yeah, video, yeah. put the whole video up on our story. It ain't Already. got nothing to do with no horses, exactly. but it's, it's the city the of city. Compton and people at that level recognizing greatness in the city right. and recognizing improvements. I was so happy. I was so proud. So yeah, it was absolutely. dope to see that man, because that's our whole mission of the podcast. Anyway, just communities within our area being able to progress and see change because we get lost in so much of the bad shit sometimes we forget that there is good in our communities right we sometimes let the outside forces and outside words uh try to keep us on the bottom but really we got plenty of smart thriving people in these hoods that people don't even know about because they think everybody's just out here to be malicious or on some bullshit right. and that's not what's going on you really see people like, especially the Compton Cowboys, trying to do something different in the community. Y'all showing these kids and other people what it's like to be in Compton. Look at what we doing. Yeah. This, there's no gang banging involved in this. You come ride a horse, everybody gonna treat you with respect walking down yeah. the street. Pretty sure y'all can ride the horses all over the spot. Nobody giving y'all no static. Absolutely, bro. and we, that's that's a very much a real thing. But uh, I, like I said, I love the idea of the podcast just from the name. And then the idea, because this is what I've been thinking about a lot as far as, I, I, I look at the world from like a very top-down perspective, like like bird's eye view, like looking down mm -hmm. on it and thinking like, what are our core issues that we have as a grand existence, as a, as a species, right. and how do we start moving towards fixing those? And I'm mm -hmm. seeing the number one to me, if not the number one in the top three issues that we have as a human race is communication. Thank you. We don't talk to hear the other side so therefore it's so easy for us to all get trapped in these mindset these ways of thinking and these mindsets it's like all you gotta you never know you'll see something and be like damn that's something but if you actually sit there and talk to the person you never know bro you, you never, never know, know what what's going story on is. you never know you what's never on the know. other side of that, uh, uh, that you know you might Correct. see look like you might see a bit of fighting things get put on whatever whatever and then you will just a judge judge whatever that you driving by you're gonna judge the whole situation right but if you stop and pull over and talk to one of them niggas during the situation you can see you you, you they might tell you something like man my grain just died i can't afford to feed myself i'm right. out in the streets i found these niggas they said they got some money they can help me so they, all they said i gotta do is get put on the hood mm -hmm. but you know what i'm saying i don't really no game banger but nigga, i need I, I gotta look in this economic structure so Correct. i can start feeding my kid and i know it's bad but i have to do that mm. see that's, that's a whole that's, nother that's a that's a whole nother realm of life i mean there's people that don't even understand sometimes sometimes your struggle and your surrounding circumstances causes you to start to do certain shit you never believe that you would get involved with just so that you could low-key survive in the moment because that's your that's your background that's your backyard you gotta walk these streets right every day. exactly so exactly sometimes these young dudes they gotta they they find some comfort in knowing at least I feel comfortable in my own block. Exactly. I can and be I comfortable sort of, here. You know what I mean? And I have some sort of family and uh Correct. you know 
even if it's not real family, it's a family vibe, and I have a, a vibe of protection, a vibe right. of love, and a vibe of ownership of my where I come from and all this. So it's totally exactly. a thing, and that's one thing I always try to educate people on when they come down to the hood is like, I want if anything y'all to take away from here, I want y'all to understand this, the, the the dynamics here and right. hear them from our side. So mm-hmm. that way you don't just be watching the news like, man, them motherfuckers in Compton crazy shooting each other and killing so each other. So speaking around. of that, like when you guys have the cameras come up or people crews pull up to the to the ranch over there, how do they perceive the community when they pull up? Are they nervous or do they just embrace it out the gate or does it take them some time to get a little comfortable bit knowing that they are in the center of Compton in the moment? For the most part, they already come in like bright eyes screaming so happy and stoked mm-hmm. because usually by the time they come they already been watching what we doing pretty dope so they, so they, they loving the Compton too. Cowboys they not even mm-hmm. on some like this some ghetto uh, hood whatever they want to perceive it as those terms right. they're not even thinking that they're thinking like oh my god I'm going to the Compton Cowboys ranch I get to meet some real riders and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so we never really get that I'm nervous because most of the time they done seen us they reached out dope. and then they came um, right. I did notice uh, some funny things that I did notice. I noticed that someone, when, I don't want to put them on blast, put the company on blast, but one of the parties that um, we did a, a collab with, which I ended up loving, it was amazing, but mm-hmm. they sent a sheriff with them. Mm. So they showed up so with they, a sheriff. So they came with like a escort. Uh, their own, and the sheriff stayed with them and parked the vehicle in the front and would stay with them the whole time during the production. Wow. And, I, and, and that was a funny thing to notice. Not funny, but it was a thing to notice, and I was like, I get it. You get what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, yeah, they can see all this, but they don't, they don't, they're in their minds. For the most part, it's not really a big deal because people take, people that are higher profile take security everywhere, no matter what they are anywhere. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a big deal to me, but just how it felt almost. And I even got, somebody even said a comment to me like, damn bro, they bought the police with them. And I was like, oh no, no, no. You know what's funny is when, not what's funny, I keep saying funny, that's a bad word to use was, I'll find another word to use, but what's interesting was, right. Uh, when they came, when the police came as the escort, some of the homies, you know, homies dealing with real life stuff going yeah, on. They yeah. got real shit going on. So the they seen key. the police pull up and they Scoop. looking at me like, oh, the police going to be here. And, right, and, right. I, and, and even when I went up and asked the police, I'm not, because the first, my first interaction with the police was, I'm not thinking these people brought the police with them. You're thinking they there for something I'm else. I'm thinking so. I almost <laughs> even, I'm, I, I was almost to the point where I almost uh, blew. Check the pockets. I, no, this is how bad it was. This is how tuned out check I was from yeah, the bullshit. Yeah. This is how, this how tuned out I was on that right. moment. Police, I'm like, you think it's something totally different. They walk up. I'm like, because it's already stuff going on. So as soon as they walk up, they greet me. I'm like, oh, are y'all here about that case? Mm. I'm off the rip coming out of my mind because yeah, I'm yeah. already in, I'm already knowing Thinking we about already other been, shit. people they already been pulling up and all yeah, this shit yeah. going on. So I'm like, and they're like, huh? What case? So they start getting like, what was going so on? So you almost had to kind of backtrack a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I had like, to kind of walk myself wait. back real quick. Like, <laughs> like, oh, no, no, I got it. You know, whatever. I just, I, I don't know what I did. I said it did something. But um, and ended up being like, no, we're here with the company, you know oh, what I'm okay. saying, to do the filming. And, um, and, and that was, but yeah. So, but ain't you know, that crazy that See, the people who brought the police probably not thinking how you thinking. You both got two different mind frames on this. You in it the back chilling with the, yeah, with the exactly. homies. Here come the cops. Niggas in the back like, damn, my nigga, what they here for? Niggas probably like, right. like you said, might got a case or something going on. You like, niggas I might start have to ducking. scurry out niggas the back. Niggas about to scatter, bro. <laughs> I might have to skate through the side, niggas. Niggas about to scatter, and then we like... <laughs> Well, I, no, we not we. I'm solid, nigga. <laughs> no, but, fam, you know, but real I get, shit, but, like this but already, shit. I mean, I get what you're saying because 
it's just the stigma of the cops in the hood. Yeah. We never really look at them coming as something good. Protecting, sir. You see what I'm saying? We don't have that They pull up sir. everybody already on they ends. Like, what I these just had on? this conversation with you know? somebody the other day. They asked me this very specific question about what's the energy between us and the police. Yeah. And I was talking about how... Are you talking about the, the, whole cop, point, the cowboys or the cop, cowboys and the police? General. The okay. Cop, cow, well, it was kind of like a, a segue to both. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> in, the, in the community. Mm-hmm. And like... They supposed to be protecting and serve, so our energy naturally, as it, as it stands, is supposed to be. When we see the police, we supposed to feel like, oh, supposed to I'm glad these motherfuckers here, cause so we right. cool. Right. That's how you but support, we unquote, feel. That's how you supposed feel. to feel, cause they protect right. they protect the community and serve the community. Right. But it's to a point where it's it's so real. The police are an antagonizing figure. They're almost the, the they're the antagonist in our life. You know why? I'm glad you chose that wording because in the hood, usually the cops are around to really low-key harass, right. to be honest. I mean, we've all dealt with that already, especially at a younger age. Riding around in the car, you got just five of us in the car. Just because we five young black men, they stopping us, searching us off the top, asking for guns and drugs. They not thinking about nothing else but don't know us five in this car really might just be college students. So here's the thing. So here's the thing that we all got to talk about, right? That is very much true. Think about the other side of the coin where they done pulled a car over with five niggas in it and two of them niggas hop out busing. Off top. I mean, so, we know it. So know exactly. It. So now, not only have are they already conditioned via their background and what they have seen on the force. They done probably right. had homies in the force get murdered by some niggas they done pulled over. For sure. So they already conditioned in a way where it's like, you know, so it's it's, it's this, this is what I always try to encourage for everything, people. We have to understand both sides of these coins that we're flipping out here. But I think that is why the community is being hostile environment. Precisely. Because, like you it's said, too both sides. It's like you never know what's gonna happen. Both sides are already on edge. Like you said, we experience shit. They experience exactly. Shit. It's called so trauma. We know. We know what we've experienced, and they know what they've experienced. We know that shit can go bad for them on a daily basis. Right. But when they stopping. In your mind, when you get stopped, and you know you you super clean. Like now that I'm older, you can stop me anytime. I'm coming out. <laughs> How skating. you doing, officer? You know what I'm saying? Is there a problem, really? I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm skating clean, I'm my skating boy. I'm skating the body here. I'm but gone. before, you know how it was. You kind of like you 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 in the mirror all day, man. Driving, man. You, you can't even relax, man. Now I be like this, music bumping with those bands. Like I'm good. My like, life you is know clean, what I'm sir. Saying? I'm chilling. But Sam, especially you with the platform you have. Like, when Jones put me on, he was like, when I first met you, what, six, seven plus years ago? Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, my cousin's from the Compton Cowboys. Yeah. Me, from the outside looking in, I didn't know what that was. Right. right? The platform you have now is like, damn, people know y'all. First time I saw y'all was on TV. Wow. Right? Yeah. And then I started looking up on YouTube, and like, mm-hmm. YouTube comments was like, damn. Even people was on the comments saying, Bro, they got farms, they got horses yeah. in Compton. Yeah, like sure. so us, and then knowing like, yo, you ain't gotta be from the gang life. You could be part of that life exactly. because you live in there. Right. But you ain't gotta do what they doing and, and do something good for the community. So with the platform that you have, can you kind of like shed light on like where this all started from? Because I don't even know where the Compton called was, except for the city. Yeah, y'all yeah. came from the city, but I don't even know where y'all started from. Yeah, well, our aunt is, uh, mm-hmm. is essentially she way back in the '80s. She when she moved to the Richland Farms, 
just from working in real estate, found a little spot. You feel me? Uh, she loved the farms because people could have horses there. Mm. She grew up around like some people that had horses, and you know, our granddaddy mm -hmm. was like used to love western movies and all that. So she kind of was like a horse chick already. <clears throat> she found the farms, and she like, oh, it's black cowboy stuff going, you know, shit going on. Yeah, yeah. People got horses, a nice neighborhood, whatever. She moved there. One thing led to another. She 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 realized like, damn, wait, I just moved in the Compton in the '80s. Right, active. Yeah, it's crazy around here. Like she like what? The? So then, long story short, our cousin Katie got shot. You feel me? When he was a teenager. At that point, she like, man, you know, you know, I need to do something different. I need to either leave here or take my family, or I gotta stay and make a difference here in this community. She like, okay, I'm gonna stay because I don't want to go out like the rest of the successful black motherfuckers that, you know, get their little bread and move to, you know. And this is before the ranch. This is before she actually had the ranch or horses. Yeah, no, this is she moved there to have the ranch. Okay. And the horses, so she moved there and had them already. Oh, okay. So then, but she just had them just to own them, just to have it and ride them and stuff. Right. So then, uh. Once all, you know, all this bad stuff is going on in the community, she's like, man, I need to leave and take my family out of here <clears throat> or I, I got to stand and make a difference. I have to choose one of those paths. I can't be in the gray area. Damn. So she's like, okay, I'm going to stay here and not going to leave because I'm not going to be like the, you know, other, and, and, and excuse my language earlier, I, I kind of was getting into a mode because I get emotional No, no, no. We, we need you to get into but, this mode. You yeah, yeah but, but I'm, I'm trying to catch myself to, because I'm working on balance now and I understanding both sides of the coin. So... She, and she was like, in her mind, she was like, well, I didn't want to be like, you know, what happens, what happened a lot in the in the black community was once we got, uh, had, had the ability to integrate and once integration happened, meaning Jim Crow left and like blacks and whites yeah, are going to mm -hmm. be in the same place, all the affluent black people moved to greener pastures, if you will. They went all to nicer neighborhoods and everybody to go live with, you know, nicer neighborhoods, nicer schools, nicer streets. You want to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It makes mm -hmm. sense. Like, if I had money and I and, and I had the opportunity to take my family to nicer places, I would do that. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So my kids can go to good schools. So, right. But what happens is when you have that on such a, a wide scale, all the pop, when all the positive, affluent members of the community leave... You need somebody there. What left behind is the only people that had to stay, which only the gangsters stayed, the crooked ministers stayed, the the what all the bad shit stayed because they don't have money to go live nice. Yep, right. So that's what that's how the hood became the hood. This is what people got to understand. Compton was used to be a in every hood really used to be a white place. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like a lot Compton, of don't Compton know High that. School yearbook in 1950. Compton, Long Beach, Inglewood, like, all that used to be all nice. All the nicer places Correct. were were not were not minority. Well, you know, popular mostly populated because they were that this before black people or you know uh, minorities could even live yeah. and be with whites. So whites had all the nice neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? So but what happened was when you start integrating. You get rid of Jim Crow, separate but equal, which never was really equal anyway. But once you remove the separation, now everybody can intermingle. Everybody that's mm -hmm. affluent going to go live in the same nicer communities. Yep. If you a gangster in the streets and you ain't got uh, you ain't got those means, or you you know mm -hmm. whatever you are, you poor with poverty, whatever whatever you're going right. through, you don't have the means to live nicer. All the good, all the all the more affluent members of the community leave. Everybody that's all struggling, all in the same pot now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now y'all all so, like scraping and scrapping like crabs right. in the bucket to live and survive. So it becomes worse. Right. Like you start robbing and shooting and killing and stealing and conniving and thieving because everybody's just trying to. But is, and scrap. Is, is, that, is that why Auntie stayed? So my Auntie stayed because she didn't want to leave and be want to be. She didn't want to be. She that. didn't want to get ca be in that category of the affluent who leave. Right. right. Which again we can't knock them because when you get affluent, that's the whole point of becoming affluent. True that. To go but to dude, nicer places. Let's ask, to let elevate me ask in you life. this. 
so for her staying, give us the give us the give us the answer to why she stayed and what this program she created was actually for and the reason to stay in incompetent. Right, because so for her it's like okay, once she decided to stay, she didn't know what she was gonna do. She just knew she made the decision to stay, which is the big decision. Yes. She says, I'm not gonna leave, I'm gonna stay. Boom. Okay. You gotta stay, but what you gonna do? That's the next question. Correct. Mm -hmm. So now she's like, okay, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna figure it out. So life time is going by, whatever. And then she had a light bulb moment. She's thinking like, wait a minute. Every time I'm out on these horses, on my horse, or my kids on these horses, all these other kids in the community keep on being. They keep coming to my house, knocking on my door. Can they ride? They want to follow the kids home. So she's like, ah, that's the that's the that's the that's the lick. If I can use the horses to attract the kids, because once you once once the kids want to do something, you already beaten half the battle. Correct. Because they, they, you already got the interest. So for her, it was like, ah, if I can get the kids to come. Because the horses going to bring the kids. If the yeah. horses bring the kids, if they want to get on them and be involved with them, they got to get their life right. Right. They got to go to school. You know, they got to... So that know. that was an ultimatum for everybody. Yeah, that's just... That's it's like, just, are, yeah. am I showing you my report card? Right. Yeah, precisely. Absolutely. Showing report card. Is that what it is? This, hey. Yeah. This yeah. is like... This is like criteria but gotta pass before you even get to the yard that's like another that's like another sport or another school right, right? precisely right. precisely just, whole just, how we had the, just how we had the episode about the homer school and the options yeah being rare this was her staying back giving the option to some of the kids that's crazy so that really that's crazy good yeah the yeah. the key the key word to this program was for it to be an anti-gang program yeah. yeah you see what i mean but the word Compton Cowboys, Compton Cowboys yeah, didn't exist. It yet. wasn't Compton Cowboys, none of that yet. All you right, know what I'm saying? Correct. So I'm, I'm, I'm still painting that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, that's when the the, the 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 junior posse was born. This is the name of the nonprofit, the organization that does the community work, keeping kids on horses and off the streets was the mission statement. Mm. This is her job. She founded that, kept on going with that. Boom. Compton Cowboys. Rewind 10 years, 15, not even 10. I'm 20. I'm about to be 30. Damn. I was 20 10 years ago. That's crazy. I'm already 30, bro. So, so rewind, 20, say, 20, rewind 20 years. years. Yeah, rewind 20, 20 years. years. We was the kids. Correct. Mm. I wasn't born in because that's my auntie, but all my all the, all the group members that aren't family, that's how they, that's how we know each other. Mm. There was kids that some kind of way stumbled across, heard about, just pulled up to the ranch to ride horses. And be a part of the program, you know, riding and not doing the right things in life, not being a knucklehead in the streets. So now you, you know, generation. Fast forward, yep. we the program brung us together, mm -hmm. kept us together, like l sent us on our way into life. And so, fast forward on all the way back now. So could you say you you are appreciative of this program actually being? in the city to be a partaking because like you said it helped keep a group of people together and now look at where everybody's going right now everybody's thriving correct absolutely I mean? so that's our mantra our, our missions our mantra our tagline for Compton Cowboys is yes. streets raised us horses saved us facts that's the full blown paying homage to the program and as we look in generation to generation, you guys grew up together. Correct? We grew up. We grew up together, and 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 uh, people came in at different times along what they that fall timeline. Out? What they fall out? There were know. some. There are some who did not well. continue. Who did For fall sure. out? And some of the, the streets got a hold of some. Like there are some who was with us. Rewind twenty years that you come sit now are not here. Correct. Murdered. You know, dead in jail. Yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. they are. Mm -hmm. 
the ones that are here, this is our group that kind of, you know, we kind of stayed around each other in some kind of way. Always had some, you know, we, we really was riding back then, competing and doing all the real core stuff. Yeah. And we kind of just kept our lives going. And, and who was friends. teaching you guys all this? This was, auntie this was, was my auntie. Auntie and her people. How to tend to the horses. Yeah, auntie and her people. Yeah, her friends. You know what I'm saying? They Damn. just showing us the ropes. And whoop, whoop. so now you get to this point now in 2017. 2017 Guinness the beer company yeah that's what I wanted to bring up yeah so this is how Guinness commercial came out is that when this whole Compton Cowboys gave birth precisely so this is what happened so when the Guinness is coming about because keep in mind before we got the call for Guinness we weren't a super tight knit unit on some like we doing horse stuff together we we kind of we all was homies that we it was all, a hobby. We it all karate. We, we, it was a hobby. Yeah. We yeah, all yeah. had. We still had the horses in the wasn't backyard. Wasn't a lifestyle. Yeah. Wasn't a lifestyle. I mean, it was a lifestyle, but it was a more so hobby when you want to leisure thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It right. wasn't our full blown career goal type. Operation. So we always had the horses. We always we still was homies. And we would ride here and there when we felt like it. Okay. When we get the call for Guinness, they just looking for black cowboys to shoot a commercial. Mm. So then, how did they hear about you guys? They just searching on Google. They found one of our members. He has a Facebook page. Uh, He's a cowboy Facebook page. His okay. boy is Trey. He he one of the main cowboys out here really doing stuff in right. real life. That's some rodeo shit. Like so shout they looking. Trey. Shout out to Trey for, for show. Now he a read a real deal too. Um, so they found him on Facebook just from googling and you know looking online. Black cowboys, Los Angeles, whatever, whatever. Found him. He. Did the handoff to me because you know I'm the one that do the entertainment stuff. Like he knew I was I, at this time I'm in school studying entertainment business. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Everybody already knew my passion was entertainment, music, and all that. So he like, oh, y'all need to meet my boy Randy because he can help y'all figure this out. Right. So he just you know brought him to me, and we you know crazy how we ended up getting connected because I was just stumbling out the house one day and seeing him all standing out there talking. I wasn't even supposed to be at home. Mm. I was on some hoe. I was just coming because I was in school. I was, <laughs> I was coming home to grab grab something real quick and run out, and then I'm running out, and then he's standing there talking to them. So as soon as I come out the house, he like, oh, this my this is my boy. I was just talking about. I need to meet him. So sometimes the cards fall just right. You know bro, what I mean? Bro, it's divine, bro, what I'm telling you. Like, so then Thanks. they start telling us, oh, we trying to do a black cowboy commercial, but we don't have the people, or we don't have the, you know, we don't have the insight into that world. I'm your boy. You feel me? Thanks. What do we need to do? Sav gonna produce it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I ended up working real hard, busting my butt. That whole commercial is people we casted. People, you know, the, the vibes, the story, everything. The directors had, they, you know, they directed. In fact, they actually shoot. Right. They let you guys run it. From the energetic standpoint and the presentation, that's our vibe. Even okay. little shit like we watch the commercial, you see niggas do the hood shake yeah, in the yeah, commercial. Already. That's not no shit that they came <laughs> up with. Right. This is me on the set, like For sure. I'm on set, like oh, like oh, let's show them this, let's show them that, let's show them. Let's, I'm gonna teach y'all how to our guys it, really keep interact. It, keep it as organic and real. Authenticity is key. That is key because growing up in that community, everybody's coming from all different type of situations. Precisely. And the fact that you guys are a group, like how many members do you have? There's 10 of us. And even though you call the Cowboys, you guys do have one female, correct? have one member, yes. Okay. She got got involved late around, because she was funny, she used to actually compete against us Mm. when we was kids in the rodeo circuit. What, queue up? She was in, she was her own, she was like a freestyle, her own, like, there was group. Like, y'all, there's like competitions within the rodeo. Oh, rodeos, y'all go to rodeos. Yeah, we go to rodeos. I thought it was within the city, like, what, y'all got other... 
Well, oh, it, yeah. it was other people that was. We had the only cowboy. The whole farms and the, there's a whole black cowboy See, I culture. I did not know that. I thought it was yeah. just one. There's a whole culture of black <laughs> cowboys in, in the great in the South L in the L A area. Period. This cowboys out. They used to have a whole stable on the hill. Yeah. That burned down on some shit. And it's a documentary and about the that. New, that Trey is in. And where the new um, Compton Gateway Center. They used to be rodeos. Over we used there. to rodeo over there. <laughs> we used to go to yes. full blown ride the horses over there and be competing and all that before we just dirt no development. It was all dirt. That's crazy. They had a whole marketplace, a farm marketplace. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're talking about competing, you're talking about riding these horses? Rodeo. Doing barrels and, and all throwing. that. Anything rodeo you seen crazy. before, we used to do that as kids. And it was other groups. It was us, Dream Posse. We had on our light blue with our black. Yes. They had Q-Up. They had Rodeo Wranglers. They had a few other groups that was all black groups yeah. of riders. And we used to compete against their kids. So she was one of the kids that would show up. We always competed against her. Hmm. But she was at the same time she was friends with our the girl that used to be in our group uh, Chrissy, which I still talk to. You remember the Christian? Yeah, Christian, yeah. She was a real deal cowgirl and uh, it, like sure, she sure. was the one of the top mem top uh, members of the group hmm. on a competitive shit. It was it was she was a beast. She was like the only girl in our group killing it like a real cowgirl. Her daddy's like a real cowboy motherfucker from like, a young one. Yeah, yeah. You know so she was, grew up like she the real yeah. deal. So, but her and uh, Kiara, who our member, who our company Cowboys uh, member is the girl. Kiara and Chrissy, they used to be friends, even though they competed against each other. Okay. So then when 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 Kiara, or that's our member, when she started getting older, she um she she actually came to volunteer at the ranch. Like you know, I want to work, or you know, I want to be here and be around horses. And uh, she's from sure. Compton anyway. She's from 135th yeah, yeah. and like Avalon or something over there. Okay. And um she was like, yo, this is dope. What y'all doing? Like we all grown ups now. Like you know, what I'm saying I want to come. Hang. So she let me slide in. Yeah, man. she came. Hung. She came. Do. She ran a summer camp with us. Taught the kids some stuff. So now you know, moving forward, she was uh, like, we reached out to Chrissy as well when we mm. started our company Cowboys mm -hmm. thing. She got a lot of her own her own thing going on. So right. she didn't it didn't work for her at the time. Okay. But she still you know gang. She still homies and we all good. But Kiera was like right there. Where she, you know, she was a lot more closer with us as we got older. It was like, yo, let's, let's do this thing. So when we did the Guinness commercial, that was like, yo, this is crazy. Like this commercial is a big commercial. It's about to come out worldwide. Like yeah, the really, commercial. That's what so I. That's what put crazy. me on. Yeah. And that's what put me on. When you mm -hmm. said it, yeah. I don't know if you remember. I shot I you a text said, right away, bro. I was in, I was in Sacramento at the time. I was like, bro, Jones, you you put me on game a couple years ago. Yeah. Now I see him on commercial. And the cool thing is, bro, is y'all doing good for the community. Yeah, that's the that's, main that's the that's the main thing. thing is that's the main part. I'm just bro. glad that you guys are like I keep saying, we gotta be able to show these next generation other ways to thrive besides how when we grew up, you would see the niggas with the big rims chains on right. and you kind of want to mimic that lifestyle precisely or you want to you want to mimic life. who's who is successful and like Correct. i said earlier if the if, if you don't got the if you don't got entrepreneurs lawyers doctors and stuff in your you. neighborhood who's What's successful exactly. after that the gangsters those the are OGs. The, those are the only ones that are when you walk out that front door that's who you see you see them riding with big cars they your chains, success they your females with money you call that success as a youngin' growing up. Right. We've had our times walking down the street, what, maybe 19 years old, already getting pressed to join the hood. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that was already that was already pushed on us at a young age because that was outside. Yeah. But the fact that the program was there to allow kids to escape, even if they got trapped, 
They always have somewhere to go. Man, exactly. And sometimes some kids don't even have an opportunity to, to exit route. Right. So they so locked in, nigga, that the streets swallow them Man. to either death or jail. Right. Exactly. And the fact that we out here trying to do and spread a word on other activities and other things for niggas to do, right. I think it's a blessing in disguise, even though we may not know what we're doing yet. Yeah, we we may be touching a young kid right now going through something who thinking he don't got no way out. Right. But you can see the Compton Cowboys, or you can see Spark That Talk. We doing a podcast, or right. you see we out here doing community work, or you could be like, oh, they talk about college a lot. Let me see what's good with that. Right. You see what I'm saying? And the key is Sports, like sports, whatever. We making it cool, and Correct. that's the main. This the main factor. The shit that has to be cool has to be productive for someone's life. True the reason is. why the streets and all that other shit tore so many people apart because yeah it was cool yeah but the cool factor was the the face of the the, the the negativity the riding with the cars and having the money that's the cool shit right what come with that is your but homie you, getting killed you getting correct. shot you going to jail woo. you don't know so, the backdrop so you don't it's know so that easy story. to lure kids in the streets it's like when you are the, when you the cool one it's like and giving then, candy to a baby exactly man. they exactly. gonna, gonna bite it because and, and we talked about that, earlier correct we talked about earlier the beyond the cool factor it mm -hmm. brings those different things like sense of brotherhood familyhood yeah, yeah. you know you might meet your girl in the hood you might For sure you might you, you, you gonna ironically <laughs> you learn about economic financial move money movement yeah yeah. But, but it, I, the irony is, it can land you, it can, it can land you in to your death or in jail. But you still learn economics. Right. So it, it it naturally has that lure. So like, once we show that we what we doing is cool, that's why right. we merging community with cool, which is crazy because nobody nobody thinks about horses like that. Yeah. Feel Precisely. me? I, I could think of outside in, right? Mm -hmm. Or even somebody from Compton who never heard of Compton Cowboys. Right. Be like, yo, what? Like horses, but y'all made it cool, man. To where it's like, yo, I'm trying to participate. Right, I'm trying to be part of this. <laughs> exactly. But I even like, got my cowboy hat on when right, exactly. the podcast. That's <laughs> what I put so on. I bro. Seen that. So I was saying, that. Check bro. this out, yeah. bro. I was living in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. You know, I was playing ball out in South Dakota. Oh, so, yeah, wow. I got this as a gift. So they got cowboys out there too. Yeah. Oh, they everywhere, and man. The thing is, bro, the way they was living out there. And the way I see y'all move about is the same way. Except they don't have to be out in the community like that because it's nice over there. Right. Y'all yeah. taking care of the community. That's why I fucks with y'all, bro, yeah, because y'all good, man. bro. Y'all good peoples. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. That. That's bro. exactly what we're doing. It's you like know? our goal is to make it cool to be to be a good person. Y'all yeah. got a horse big enough for me, bro? We, you know I'm what? We saying. actually... the horse. So horses are horses are horses are extremely bro. Horses are extremely put my Wranglers on right now, bro. Horses are extremely strong. Even a regular horse oh, can easily sure. hold or be holding you. Like that's nothing. Um, but um, but yeah. So that's what we doing, man. Trying to make it cool to be good. And and the thing is, we don't. The, the reason why the horse thing works is because we don't have to sell the cool factor. The horses do that on their own. Like For horses sure. are cool. Like when you get in front of you, like damn, that's actually cool ass animal. Like like the just. Let me ask you this question: To be black and be a cowboy. Now, mm. when you guys are out here now, going to like the PBR where you guys were recently as a Compton Cowboys, when y'all pulled up, was the energy what y'all expected? And do the people on the outside looking in seeing black cowboys who Kind of how that Lil Nas song did. Yeah. They didn't want to accept it into the country music. It was right. like Cool Running. So, <laughs> you know, was it like no, that? You no, know no, what I no, mean? For real, for but real. you coming but you in like, yo. But you know but what's crazy? Realm. But you know what's like, crazy about that? Absolutely. Looks, we, you, your group is comfortable knowing because you got knowledge of this. 
So grew up in grew up in this. So this is this isn't new. This is new to y'all, right? This is normal. But to the rest of the world, there's this is probably the only black community of Compton that probably really has this horse lifestyle going down like this. So the rest of the culture is what? Predominantly white. Let's be honest. Right, right. So for you guys to move in a force you guys do, you guys look like black men approaching. It's 10 of y'all sagging down right. in an event yeah. with y'all shirts on, say Compton. Is that the first thing they see the word Compton or do they look past that and be like, these is cowboys? Man, it, you know, it's, it's a crazy combination of both because it depends on this, what, the, what, what the, the, the depending factor is, whether they heard of us or not. Right. If we going somewhere like what we did PBR, most of the people had heard of us. And then the fact that we was with the PBR people and, you know, we get those. Uh, yeah, those and we look, yeah, yeah, exactly. So our professional bull riding is like the biggest, it's like the NFL of rodeo sporting. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, you get, you get that. But you know, the coincidence is when we was, we was little, we was the kids pulling up in Malibu, only For niggas sure. on the whole fucking ground. Already. So they guess were. what? We've been getting used to that for twenty years already. That's true. That was part of her mission as well. Maisha, my auntie. Correct. Show you how to take you out your comfort zone and put you somewhere else. Oh yeah. Did and that face adversity. <laughs> and face adversity, whether it's racial, yeah. cultural, class, sure. or whatever, so you can learn how to deal with that and still prevail. Now so we taking those that, skills now. Now that you say that, that crazy. was, even though she didn't say it like that. To now that you say it like that, it it probably opened your eyes to other things besides the hood and showed you, it actually showed you how other people live. You know what I mean? She didn't have to say it like that. Huh. She didn't have she to. She didn't have to, right? Because then showing, she probably knew. Giving you the motions and the program and doing things, I think that was enough to open your mind and give you insight on other things. I don't, this, I don't mean to be crazy. Is, is auntie still Yeah, she's slowing down. That's why she had to retire Correct. in November, and that's why we took over the program. Nice. So now we doing it all. We Compton Cowboys. We run our. We, we have our our branded division, which is merch, uh, TV appearances, book signings. You know, we got a lot mm-hmm. of big stuff coming out soon that y'all gonna hear about soon. I can give exclusive dope. drops. We just finished our. We just signed our movie deal. Congrats, we signed a book, a book deal. Uh, we about to go and do some uh, some um, some PR touring. Well, speaking um, we of movie of deal, uh, I want to bring this up. Tell us a little bit how you guys got involved with that movie, The Mustang. Yeah, so or can I, you? Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, because okay. that's already, that's already out. That, that's, oh, that's, right, all it's right. A, it's oh, in right. theaters. <laughs> oh, go see that now. Yeah, that was y'all um, in there. <laughs> one of my boys is in that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, I seen, I yeah, seen Storm the, the, the trailer on it. So man, when right? we started heating up, that was one of the early inquiries we got. Okay. Hey, I'm so and so producing this film. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm looking. For, I'm casting. You know, background extras, mm-hmm. and they, I recommended some names to them, and they for picked sure. those guys, mm, and they ended up being in the movie, and the movie came out. And it's Congrats. dope, you know what I'm saying? So uh, we just went to they they just had us up for the check premiere. it out the Mustang. Everybody yeah, go, go out see the Mustang right now. Produced by Molly, and for the director is Laura, and uh, those folks are great. And shout out to WME for uh, just the whole family. That's our agency. They do all nice. that. They do all dope, that big man. movie stuff. Um, so that's how that kind of came about. But uh, yeah, our own stuff. Man, we got so much stuff coming out. All that stuff is popping. But then the main thing, like you talked about, is. At the end of the day, the fact that we doing the community stuff. Like that's mm-hmm. our heart. That's our that's our heart, our pride and joy. Like we was even talking amongst each other the other day, like, regardless of all this to- dope shit that's happening, as long as we can keep this ranch going and keep teaching these kids, we'll live a good life, bro. I'm gonna like, tell you like this, Sam. I'm gonna tell you like this, bro. 
in reality, we all have an A-list celebrity, B-list celebrity, C-list celebrities. You right. feel me? Uh-huh. Check this out, bro. Because because of us and where we come from, to us, you guys are A-list celebrity on our list. Oh, wow. Because but of what you guys do for the community. Bro, it's, it's, it's crazy because a lot of people don't know y'all, but a lot of people do. But because now that I'm hearing everything you guys do for the community, it just puts y'all on top of that pedestal. It's like, right. that's where Spark That Talk needs to reach. Like, we got to reach for what y'all got right now. Right, right, you feel right. Me? And, and, that's, and y'all still going. Precisely. You know? and I, yeah, for we sure. just scratching the surface because, and we just had our group meeting on Sunday, you know. And, and that's what I get excited about, too, is like, we just, we some young young black motherfuckers yeah. that's taking this Correct. shit serious. Young entrepreneurs. We, we having our thing, meetings. Man. We establishing the fact that we business partners and we on a mission for together sure. to work towards a bigger goal and it's, and we doing that shit for real. I think that's what it takes. Yeah. Whoever you work with, everybody needs to understand if we started this mission, let's finish this mission together. And everybody like, got a role to Like play. right now. Right. How me and Roll Dini, with the vibe, bro. Me and Dini. I brought this to his attention. Like, bro, let's start this podcast. A year before it started. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It took us a long time to even get episode one. Right. It was just a conversation to the point almost it was like, damn, are we ever going to start? So once we finally got to episode one, we haven't lacked we haven't liked at all. Right. And the team around us from Toothbone to all the other niggas that be supporting us, this shit is critical because it helps you build some kind of camaraderie around whatever your passion is. And it's just going to make the shit manifest. Just how I see you guys always together, bro. Every time I look on the Instagram, you guys, no, not one person is trying to be that nigga. Right. Everybody is who they supposed to be. Right. And that's how this shit's supposed to work. I don't feel like niggas have to feel like they just got to be the man. Right. Yeah, exactly. See, you know your role, you play I look your at y'all page, bro. I might see Stone Man. I might see Chef Key. I might see Lay. Right. I might see Ant. I might see whoever yeah, on there. Yeah. Just talking with the people. Right. And I think that's important. I'm glad that y'all showing from 10 different perspectives. Right. And can you elaborate just a little bit on each member of the group? Because I, I want them to understand that not only are y'all cowboys, y'all also are men in the world. You right. See and saying? a woman Doing too. other things. And a woman too. I mean? Yeah. So, um, but uh, the, the camaraderie, the, the togetherness goes back just the beauty and the togetherness it stemmed from being together in the program true we was kids we was together we was going together learning how to be together right. riding the cars together win together lose together Facts. whatever so now when we doing this it's almost like breezy because we mm-hmm. ain't just some niggas that or motherfuckers that came together like oh nigga let's do it let's do it let's just start something because like, he knows how you feel on a certain we day. was already you doing it we feels, was already yeah. friends we was already yeah, together so we like sure. bro let's just t- let's just and this is what i was elaborating on in the meeting let's turn what we doing our reality into economy Mm. That's how we gotta start moving because that's how other people do it to be successful. You don't right. have to go out and just have the greatest idea, or whatever. How do you look around your life and say, "Damn, how do we have to turn my reality into something dollar right, signs?" Something right in your face sometimes can be that key to success. That's always the key. It's always something that's right there that you are can just pick up and do, and it's a cakewalk. Right. Because instead of trying so hard, so right. that's so I'll say all that to say that's 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 exactly where we are now. Is like we are able to be together and not have that ego thing popping because it's like, Correct. bro, we was already homies. Like, right. we already doing, and, and, and the power is in the numbers of us being together, mm-hmm. not one person shining. I don't have to do, sure. I don't want to do this. I don't even want to be the comp, like Compton Cowboy. I don't want to be that. None of us want to be that because what makes it work is the Compton Cowboys, the group. I mean, it can but be I boys think and girls, that but. name is just, it's helping you guys all individually. Yeah, your individualism. 
Because I know, because you might look at it and see, you probably may be familiar now with who each nigga is. Like, oh, right. Chef Key, he a chef. Right. I know this. Randy Savvy, this man, he's an entertainment, do all these right. other things. You see what I'm saying? Right. You can kind of take each. I think that gives your audience someone to grasp onto. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. exactly. They can actually grasp onto one person's lifestyle that may match them, and they can kind of see... Oh, maybe I can do. I can be a multitasking type of nigga. I can actually be an entrepreneur. Right. I can. I can be doing this and still chase this. Yeah. And I think entrepreneurship since day one when we started this show was my main focus on the community because right. these young kids need to realize, like you said, it might just be right in front of you. you. Don't even know it yet today, but keep keep pushing forward and you may really figure out that that one thing that you could be great at been in your face this whole time. You can turn anything into a, a, a business. And it's crazy. You see what I'm saying? I was thinking this on the way here on the freeway today. I was thinking the biggest factor, I think, to making people successful uh, in a startup entrepreneurship way is mm -hmm. turning your already existing network into resources. Yeah. Because what happens is... You want to start a business, you got an idea. Okay, now you start getting overwhelmed with the idea. Like, man, I got to go find so-and-so to do mm -hmm. this, and I got to get this, and I ain't going to work if I don't get all these pieces in place. Right, right. What if you already got the pieces? But you right. know what the beauty of it is, bro? I, the beauty of it is, is, yes, you're taking all these resources, but not one individual is taking the credit for it. Right. It's the Compton Cowboys. Yeah, bro, sure. what happened to the Temptations? What happened to all these boy bands? It's because that one person wanted to stand out. Right. Exactly. And that's why they crumble, bro. See, right. that's why you have to stick. That's why exactly. you can't always say it's us, bro. Hey, hey you right, you bro. Hey, you solid with I that. I always say that, brother. When you yeah. said, when you, when you said, bro, they came up to me, you know, when they were making the Mustang movie, it was like, who can I put in this movie? You didn't say myself. Right. You didn't say me. Right. You put your boys on there, bro. Right. You could have said me. Put me on there. Put right. me, put me, yes. please. please. Right. My hand is raised. But I'm you here. knew, but you knew the bigger picture. This. There's certain people are built for certain positions. Bro, it's we all had this talk a lot. Know your position and let, and the whole thing will come and manifest itself. There's a reason why the NBA started to keeping track of assists. Mm. They didn't used to track that stat. Throw, the, yeah. throw that analogy out Just there. Let me get them points. They boy. started <laughs> tracking assists because you recognize how vital it is it's when critical. you will create an opportunity for yes. a score. If, if you dribbling down the court and you go up and you got three niggas in front of your man's wide open and you didn't let this nigga get it, you a weirdo. And that then, shows you your team don't mean nothing to you then. Right, and even you if you did get it to the him. shot every time. But even if you did get it to him and he did score. You still gonna keep getting the snapshot people see is they remember the person that made the bucket. But if you start thinking about it, like, wait a minute, what about the opportunity that got created Cre to make exactly. the bucket? So that vital, that? that vital key factor Facts. is what makes the successful uh, a successful point or not. Facts. So for us, it was for me. This is my whole strategy leading the group is like, I'm a toss assist. How can I? I'm I'm a point guard, bro. Right, toss right. assist left and right. I'm diamond it all because you know what? That's making everybody around me better. For sure. It's increasing my value in the group because they understand, like, Absolutely. nigga, this nigga got to play that role. Mm -hmm. He going to know how to dish this shit out. Yeah. And then we going to win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's what I'm doing. And that's what we trying to show the kids is, like, y'all got to understand how it's to. We had a whole conversation friends. with some young niggas yesterday mm -hmm. about being at odds with each other and how what if they use that same energy to mm -hmm. work on the same team against the others. For real. Because you know what it is? Young boys do that. But men... 
when you have men around to teach you better, they will always do better. That's right. why I say we lead by example now. Our examples may not have been that great. You see what I mean? Right. But now that we're getting older and learning how to communicate, like you said, communication is key. We say that all the time on the always. podcast, even with our marriage and women's situation. You know what I mean? Communication between men. Nation, communication man. between men and with young boys, I think, can help the world become a better place. Because where does the most of the violence and bullshit come from? Young men. And you have to think about this part. When we were slaves, the Willie Lynch letter laid out a very specific way of how to keep a community suppressed. Facts. Said, pen light versus dark, men versus women, old versus young, make them distrust each other on those basis. Mm. And then once that happens over time, it'll the, the letter literally says it will work for at least 400 years. And you know why? Because we, it's generational. we just now, that was in 1600 something. So we just now getting to the point now where that system can fall. But you still see remnants of it all over the oh, place. For sure. Light skinned, dark skinned people hate each other. We both niggas. You talk, especially, you know, two women. Light skinned, dark skinned girl. Y'all arguing back and forth about who. Like, what the fuck y'all talking about? Y'all both black women. What you talking about? Talking about who, who got like better, this, better hair like, like that. Old what niggas you and young this? niggas. We telling the young niggas, y'all young niggas stupid. Old niggas. Uh, and, and, and the old niggas telling the young niggas, y'all young, young niggas stupid. Young all niggas the telling the old niggas, y'all niggas don't fuck y'all talking about. True rap. Damn, I'm glad you just brought that Men up. telling women, like, I don't need you. Women telling Facts. the men the same thing. But then we need, we do need each other. So then it's like a whole. You so, do because that conversation about. I'm glad you just brought that up. When. You see a woman talking about, I can be Miss Independent, all this. Yeah, that's all fine and dandy. So you mean to tell me if you had a man or vice versa, that wouldn't help you assist you in your life or right. have somebody to lean on, to talk to, to get better in life? You know what I'm saying? Because I just feel like having that mentality is what sometimes ruins shit in the community. Yeah, I don't think... Just, it's like you don't got to yeah, be... Just for the record, I don't, think any, I don't think any of us... Yeah, I, think, I, sorry, I think I'm un, uh, under the firm position that I think all of us are social beings i study sociology like you know what i'm saying i think and i think our nature is to be belonging to mm -hmm. something that is a part of something other where we would naturally right. want to connect with other people oh for sure uh, and so but they knew that <clears throat> the slave owners knew that and they knew amongst our people the, the their biggest fear was our collective there's too many of y'all and less of them because because look i'm speaking on that i started reading a little bit of the book called the new jim crow I don't know if you heard about yeah, this. I heard about that for sure. This is basically just a book trying to explain to you how mass incarceration is the new slavery. Right. So basically, there's backdrops of telling us how they chose blacks as slaves instead of the Indians because blacks came from something that could be more submissive and we didn't have weapons and right, shit. Right. Right. So they were able to keep us in check, basically. And they would take the Bibles, rip out passages that showed togetherness or right. we can be together and grow together because they didn't want you to think that we were equal to anyone else right, right. they wanted us to always consider ourselves as nothing so, far. so like you said if it if the system was set up for you to hate one another when we look in our community when we see a lot of the bad shit that happens yeah we can always talk about the white man this white man that but focus on the community first our own people killing each other. Our own people hating each other. Right. So, but like you said, we starting to see a little bit of progress. Right. I could say that for myself because look at us. We sitting here having a conversation right. man yeah. to man. Right. Exactly. If you look in Compton alone, look at the food. 
those guys, Taco Mel from yeah, Blue Kitchen, yeah, all them yeah, dudes. Yeah, for sure. You see dudes working together the in the community. Now, community. Even Kendrick, the rappers, the Bloods, the Crips, right. they linked up. Rest in peace, Nipsey. <laughs> I mean, look at what look, look at what he was able to do in his time. You see what right. I'm saying? And look what he's going to continue to do at, via uh, after his passing. You know what I'm saying? Because I think it's a lot more open-minded men in the world now. It's the thing it's, to spread that kind of well, knowledge. It's, it's, it's a general awareness. As we move along as a people, mm-hmm. we're starting to become aware of the factors that held us down. Fact. As blacks, as whatever, what any suppressed group, it only suppression only happens through systematic, uh, systematic means. And mm-hmm. then the only reason you can never break it because you're uneducated on that. And you're unaware. True. So right. once you become aware, like oh shit, this is why this shit is like this is why niggas fight. Right. Or he can't. You start keep, getting. He's, he's, he keep robbing people. He right. going to jail. So I you, can't right. do that. You switch your right. mind. This is a big thing. It's in your mind, and this is what I be. This is what I preach so much. It's like when you in that opportunity, so, say a nigga rob you. Two, you could choose two paths. You could try to go retaliate and rob nigga back, or be angry and say fuck niggas, mm-hmm. or you could say, damn, I wonder why he robbed me. Right. Then you can say, oh, I know why he robbed me because of X, Y, and then you can start trying to understand, and then you t- find it as an opportunity to go. If you another nigga. I don't have malice towards you. Let me understand what's going on. Let me, and let me let talk me, to let you. Let me ask you. Right. What made you, you know what I'm saying? And so when we get to the point where we can start understanding our issues and be able to, what, this is the, I was talking to a young boy about this last night, mm-hmm. addressing your problems. As a niggas, especially when you grew up in the hood and all that slavery shit, all that taught us to be, address your problems with gang, with G shit, for lack of a better term. Right. Bulk up, man up. You solve the problem. That's not yeah. how you solve problems, nigga. That's not how you really solve problems. How you solve problems in the streets, that's how niggas get di- killed or end up in jail. Well, that's the wrong narrative. Yeah. That's the wrong narrative that we're hearing a lot. Yeah. That's why these young boys think they got to go jump straight to the violence. And it ain't always about that. So dog. this is the thing. This is exactly what I told my young boy last night. Because he even he even said himself, he was like, man, I be getting my... When, when, when a problem come up, I be getting too easty, bro. And, and, and that shit be... This is my young boy telling himself, like, right. man, I be getting too easty, bro. Like, I'm starting to realize, like, how that shit is Already. affecting my fucking uh, growth. So then I, I took it as a great opportunity because I was going to have a conversation with him on that anyway. Because mm-hmm. me and him got into it on some shit where right. me and just, it's just a misunderstanding. But once you get thrown off, you want to get easty, bro. And that's going to that's gonna block you from where you're trying to go. Once we can get to the point as young, as men and black women and adults to be able to say, yo, when there's a problem, I'm going to be solutions oriented to understand and fix it. As opposed to like fuck, try to blow up and, and fight. See, that we got to understand that, that threshold. But bro. fam, that goes right back to that situation I just told you about the young girl that almost got hit by that lady. Right. I saw what was happening. I'm a little older and wiser now. I'm only 29, but this young girl was only 18, 19. Yeah. She was going to action, bro. She was ready to do load this chick. Right. But from my perspective, I said, it's going to look so bad for you if the cops pull up. They not going to want to hear nobody's story. Right. All they going to see is what the fuck you doing right now. And I'm right. glad I was there in that moment. I don't know if I taught her something, but she taught me something in that moment that you got to, if you see some stupid shit going on, if you there and witnessing it, say something, my nigga. Right. Don't just be the nigga to pull the camera out and watch some bad shit occur. Right. If you feel like you can say something to assist one of your people in your community, fucking do it, dog. Because that that one action low-key could have saved a life, nigga, or oh, yeah. made somebody's mind think differently next time because it's a bigger picture to all the bullshit. On that point, that's exactly what's so important. It's like when we see things, like I was just saying, when we get into disagreements or disputes or anything, mm-hmm. are you going to 
go along with that energy or are you going to be the one to put a plug in that shit and go yo let's fix this let's chill it out let's right. fit, let's get on top of it and and emerge from this situation on good energy and good terms because that's what's going to be that's the difference between life and death that's the difference between being poor and rich that's the difference between being unsuccessful but I think, and being I successful think, like you brought up the the fact that we have been so we've been so suppressed so long all people, all our people really know how to do is release it. Fight. Anger. We, we were, we're, we, that's we were. why, that's Man. why I say, as you get older, you learn how to control yourself a little bit. As a young boy, you know, we could be out anywhere. Anything could trigger a nigga to pop off. Right. For what though? It's because that's, you got so much anger and shit in your mind with all the shit going on around you. You'll pop off on anybody. Right. It don't matter what's going on. you already conditioned to be popped off like, be like a pop-off motherfucker. Then you halfway faded because you growing up you like that. You already saying? twisted. You lit. And you got to think all that shit is designed. This is not by happen chance. This is not by circumstance. It's not by, I mean, by happenstance. Right. So then how, the how do we how change that then? It's how do we change it? Moments like he just did. What he just did. Exactly. Like what he said, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, like Teaching. us just talking about this, exactly. just even talking about it, they see we look just like them, bro. Right. We look and talk just like you. That's right. why I told Dini, our podcast will not be cookie cutter, bro, because right. I'm going to talk just how I will talk to a nigga on the streets. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I need you to realize we just like you. Right. But we coming with a different mind frame because we're a little older now. Yeah. Because trust me, I was you, young boy. I was you. Yeah. But I'm trying to tell you something that niggas didn't tell me. Right, exactly. And I'm not telling you to look down on you. I understand you're going to be a young boy, do young boy things. Yeah. But, oh, no, you have a resource. Right. But oh, if you, you listen. got a resource if you want to take it. You can take it. If you don't, you don't. But understand that resource is available to you. Right. If, if you listen, Just like it's a never... young boy talking to you. Or yo, if a young boy want to holler at you, like Toothbone, he, he a young boy. Yeah. He needs to holler at me, you, whoever older, to get his mind back in place. We're here for that, though. But I was, I, was, I was that person, too. For sure. But check this out. I was still in my 20s mm-hmm. until, it, until I realized, bro. Yeah. So it's... I feel like it's never too late, but still, you got to listen to those who actually been through it. I was in my 20s. I'd be in the club. Somebody shoulder bumped me, bro. You already know the so, first reaction. It's like, right. bro, we squabbing <laughs> right now, bro. You feel me? Right, I would knock you the check fuck out right You know what my reality check was? It was when I had my son. Wow. But what I'm trying to say here is don't let it get to that point. Because when I had my son and somebody bumped me, it's like, yo, I got something to live for now. But right. don't let it get to that point. Yeah. But I think Learn that now. Tends, you yeah, feel me? Yeah, right. Yeah. And that tends to almost be a trigger for a lot of us. Once you have them kids, it's kind of like you got a lot to live for now. Yeah. And especially if you have a lady or get married, like our situation. I mean, you know for a right. fact. But how can we instill that? Like how you said, right? That mindset, I got a lady, I got a kid, into these young dudes' heads. Right. Before like, they even acquire, you feel me? Because mm. yeah. we all from we all from places where it's like, dog, I gotta be the macho man, right? Right. You feel me? If something pop like off, your, I want and, and, but there's and, and there's something new. What but matters. see, what's crazy is because of how these streets are set up, you really have to develop some level of that to prevail from these streets. Yeah. Otherwise, you will get taken right under. Nigga, that undercurrent will swoop you out. If you soft out here and you let Facts. motherfuckers run over you, they will run over I you. I remember, I remember one time yeah. you had asked me when we was younger, bro. When you had came down one time and we was in the car, and you asked me why you always look so mean, my nigga. I said, bro, I don't even know. I can't. I don't even know that I'm looking like this, bro. Right. I'm just so 
low-key conditioned to having to feel like I got to be on a level at all times yeah. because of the shit that's going on around me. Right. You see what I'm saying? And I think that's the issue with a lot of these young boys. People are intimidated by them. Like, black Samoan, whatever. We look, like, look at my young boy right here. Right. He only 19. Right. He walk in the building like this, bro. Niggas gonna be like, what's going on? Right. But don't even realize it's a good kid, bro. Right. He you here, see what right. I'm saying? <clears throat> 18, 19, you black Samoan, Mexican, whatever, bro. And you walking in looking like you come from where we come from. They already putting that marker on you like this nigga with the bullshit. Yeah. And don't realize you ain't even talked to this man yet. Right. And I think that's why a lot of these, especially younger dudes, will pop off because they like, damn, you judging me and ain't even talk to me. Yeah, but Give see, me a chance. See, and the other side of that coin is if we could start teaching our young boys to be prepared. Yes, condition them for those moments. Instances. I had yes. this right. very, very, yes. this just happened to us. Like yes. you said. That. Other day ago, other day, I was going to, I have one of my boys with, my young boys with me. He be wilding, low key. Mm -hmm. He ready to go off on whatever the fuck. But he be trying, he be doing yeah, this yeah. shit. So I'm he got him with me. I said, okay, we finna go over here to this ranch to go pull up at, at the you know, see we go see if we can ride over here and do some stuff. I told him from jump, it might be private property. I'm prepared to be able to be asked to leave. Yeah. I understand how it goes. So we just gonna go over here and see what's going on. I'm prepared. I understand right, these you moments. Know which way so guess fly. what happened when we get there? We park the car, we get the horses ready. Yeah. Uh, sir, they come up. Sir, sir. Exactly. <laughs> uh your skin color. So you they come up, they talking, they woo woo. Exit left, please. And, we, and, and we, they talking woo woo, and it was going good. Yeah. Until my boy, I think he just had reached that level. He was trying his best, but he finally reached the level that because threshold. because he was being asked to leave, and he was he was he was not prepared to deal with that judgment and understand how to. Right. Okay, this gonna happen. I already know my re. I already know my next chess move off mm -hmm. of this. That's why I be teaching young niggas. You gotta play chess, not checkers. You have to. So. I understood the chess move that would happen. I knew mm -hmm. that. I said the worst case scenario, we just gotta leave and say we, then we'd go right. through whatever and we'd come back next time and say we're gonna go through the right means and ask for permission and all. Yeah, yeah. I was prepared for this. In his mind, oh you telling me no, you judge me, fuck you bitch, what's popping? I'm ready to go off on this whole situation. <laughs> fuck this whole place, I'll spit on you. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? So I had to have a whole conversation with him about see the difference between me and you is I was prepared. You I knew how know. to, so you, as a to, to get to the next level in life, you gotta know how to, when somebody try to knock you or hold you up, you gotta know how to not try to bust the door down. You gotta know how, okay, I'm gonna go get my holler my peoples and I'm gonna make a kid this motherfucker. So that way when I get next back to the door again, I'm gonna open yeah, that bitch and they're not, right they're in. They're not smooth. even gonna know how to react because they don't know what just happened. Exactly. They're like, and how you just he, gonna be in the door and they're gonna be like, right. How did he learn how to do that? And see, and that's the key that's to the our difference success. between being thanked away by the police young cats. or you just know what I'm saying. Them, bro. So, and that's all it is it's education. That's what I love about this podcast and, and, and what we're doing as well is just like, literally like <laughs> starting the conversation or sparking the conversation of like whatever For things sure. that uh, you know because sometimes and this is the irony of it all you can never if you don't know something how can you like know what you don't know if that may, like 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 Makes if, sense. You, if, if, if you're like unaware totally unaware that this is even a conversation mm -hmm. or this is even a thing how are you supposed to go seek the knowledge on some shit that you don't know exists? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, so for, for what we got to do is have these conversations so people can at least hear stuff like, oh, damn, I never even thought that was even a, right. a, 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 a way you could approach that. Because like, I thought popping off on right. somebody would be the right thing. Like, yeah. Right. Cause I, you know and, I mean? and you got to think. When, you feel like you're holding especially when you're from, like a, when you're from a place where popping off has saved your life. Thanks. Like you know a nigga about to like, get extra with you and you like nigga I'm ready I will yeah, knock yeah. you the fuck out and you knock it out before you put Let's a strap on you yep. yeah, yeah. that'll save your life <laughs> so now but you gotta understand see, the, the different situations that you get in and how to be a chess player for you sure know what I'm saying 
the cool thing is we can do it to our communities we grow up in, bro. Yeah, the cool thing is on Spark the Talk, we can do it by word. Like yeah, this platform we have. For right. sure. Compton Cowboys, y'all y'all already up there where y'all can do it physically too. Right. For yeah. sure. People coming to y'all. Right. You know, we we, we just starting out, but Absolutely. I feel like like you said, the content is sparking interest in people's minds on what they should be doing, how they should be doing it, and what they should be right. doing. Because like if we, not... We're talking about a lot of different subjects. Yeah. Like, I'm glad we're having this conversation tonight with you, knowing you come from the community and you got you guys' this group is actually doing something positive. And it's for you our see, peoples, bro. And you, and you we gotta are, hear this. You, you just like us. Like I tell our audience, we like you. You like them. Yep. You can speak from the same situations. Right. Even though you're over here doing great things, I can still relate to your lifestyle too. Right. Holla at me, and that's what this is all about, bro. Oh, yeah. So I just want—I I just want to out the gate. Thank you for coming on, spark that talk, man. Bro. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm—I'm I'm glad y'all invited me, man, because you know I've been wanting to get with it anyway, and obviously it's family love off top Already. before anything. Top, but just—I mean, I mean, even from the beginning, of you telling me you was gonna do it. To actually hear, you know, like I said, because I'm a branding person, so I'm so mm -hmm. big on like names and logos for yeah, some reason. Yeah, yeah. It's just a thing of mine. And that already drew me, and I was excited just to see the name. Spark that tall, that's great. Sure. And then I see your logo, and you got your shirts. Like, that was, that, so I've already been like so excited to just rock with y'all anyway. So I'm glad we got Appreciate to just talk that, on a bunch bro. of different topics. I would love to continue on whatever, anytime, oh, yeah. be All back. Love. Oh, for um, sure. For and sure. you know, other than that, man, Comedy Cowboys, y'all should look us up, Google us, check us out. My, my boy, he always say, man, just Google us, man. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. Google us. That's Google right, fam. Cowboys, we out of here, man. You know. Well, appreciate you, Randy Savvy. And uh, I want to tell the audience make sure y'all tune in to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Check out all our episodes. This episode 10, so you know you got one through nine to listen to. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Deanie. Shout out to Two Spawn Productions. And we're going to holler at y'all next time. Next time. We out. Yes, yeah. sir. Yay. Yeah, yeah.